people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. That's right. And it seems like we're just one week away from what could be one of the greatest weeks in professional wrestling. And I'm not by myself today. I have the valedictorian and the father of Jackson and Jordan. I have the man GB on the show. What's happening, GB? What's going on, good brother? How is everything, man? Man, I cannot complain now that people will definitely realize that there's passion in your voice, but there is a little bit of not as much volume or velocity in your voice. <laughs> What's happening with you? Well, I'm trying to be uh, the good father, so this is like my first test of rocking the show with uh, Jackson literally in my arms, so this is going to be fun. So you guys actually might hear him today, and it's okay, it's all good. Um, he might make his first appearance on the faction today. So, yeah, I am. Uh, it's it's fun times. You know, being a parent uh, requires flexibility. And uh, my wife has, uh, she was going back to work part-time for a while. And this week she went back full-time. So that means I am literally doing double duty. I am managing Bonnerfied Radio, uh, doing a show like this, and taking care of my son all at the same time. So... All kinds of fun. right now, though, he's looking around trying to figure out who the heck are you talking to. <laughs> he hears you talking, he's like, Lord, my daddy is going crazy. He's just talking to people that don't exist and ain't here. He's and looking he's looking at me on the screen with my hands moving, trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so, this is absolutely awesome. He's on the show today. You know, this is the beauty of technology. I remember being in radio a few years back where you couldn't do anything like this, but uh, now right. you can. So, and I am now just he grateful. Is He's look at him, man. He he he's all ready for the show. He is. He's totally like. You know what I've learned? I've watched him a few times when he has seen me like on the phone, and when he'll see me on the phone talking to someone, it's a totally different experience. He's looking like with this great pride, like oh my god, that's my dad talking. Like whoa, yeah, man. You know, so it's it's really neat. It's really really neat, and I'm just grateful that you know we have the opportunity to do all these kinds of things with this great level of flexibility and still take care of our faction faithful. So how are you doing, brother? There you go. I'm doing well. I'm glad we got Jackson on the show because people that don't know, Jackson is part New York and part Jamaican. Yeah. And I had a chance to spend a little time in Jamaica. You did. Uh, not uh, over the weekend. And I was, I, you know, I feel like I, I did Jamaica right because I answered the test. Is the best beef patty from Tasty's or is it from Juicy's? Oh. And I will admit that I had Tasty's beef beef uh beef patty and mm. it was much, much better than Juicy's really? and much better than Mother's. Really? And now, I, I don't know what to tell you. It just had more to, flavor. I have to remember the spot that I went to because I thought it was a Juicy's, but... I have to remember. And so, so people are either tasties or juicies. Yeah. I had a juicies one in the airport. Yeah, had a tasties one right there in the heart of Kingston. It was everything. So I was going to so ask. Was, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was in Kingston. I stayed in New Kingston, mm -hmm. and we were doing something at Jamaica College. Nice. So that was actually incredible. That's pretty awesome. That is really, really awesome. Usually, when I'm in Jamaica, we fly into Montego Bay, and then we end up either in Runaway Bay or where my wife's family is from, which is Brownstone. 
Um, uh, but what's super interesting is our last trip, I promise it felt like we toured all of Jamaica. I mean, like we literally, we ended up in Kingston because there was a wedding yeah, we were going to. In I Kingston, believe it. But we were literally all over the place. It was incredible. So if you guys ever get a chance to go to Jamaica, like there's way more to Jamaica than the beaches on the commercials. There's a lot happening there and uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And depending yeah. upon where you end up, uh, it'll either cause you to be wildly grateful for where you are um, or to appreciate the beauty that's there because there's a lot of beauty in the nation of, of Jamaica. There is a ton of beauty, and I will say this. I was glad to go into Kingston where I didn't find myself in a resort-heavy area. Yes. I actually flew into what I consider the real Jamaican area. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I heard the, the reverence for Bob Marley. They, still, they call him Bob. Um, hearing the, the authentic accents. Yes. There being between the, the ocean and the mountains. Uh, there was one area where a lot of goats were running around mm -hmm. and I saw kids playing uh, football as they call it in the streets. Yes, it was absolutely and the Jamaican country knows how to party. Oh, yeah, that's the loudest crowd we've ever had sing to us. Are you serious? By far. Wow. By far. Wow. By far. It was a WrestleMania of events for us. That's incredible. That is incredible. I am so glad that you guys had an amazing time there because I, I have fallen in love with Jamaica and every time I wonder you know uh, just in terms of where my life would be I just think to myself man I'm sure I'm sure one of the great benefits of being married to my wife is a second home in Jamaica so uh, there you go I love it I absolutely love it well clack clack well I I'll give clack a chance to say where he is should he make it to the show today uh, because <laughs> if he does, I think I want him to tell that story. He, you, you, you know, Clack has a very monumental day tomorrow. He does. So he's prepping for today as only a Kobe Bryant-esque player would prep. Mm -hmm. So we'll let y'all uh, decide or even maybe even uh, on, on our Instagram story. Maybe you can tell us where you think he is. Absolutely. That'd be all kinds of fun. Well, listen, if you missed last week's show, you missed another good one as we got you ready for the premiere of NXT on USA. We also got into this move of Impact Wrestling onto Access TV. We talked about the Clash of Champions pay-per-view and uh, started talking about the SmackDown move to Fox Sports. Go back, check it out, and plus we did in fact get into who was the faction champion and perhaps what's next <clears throat> for the faction champion. Uh, so yeah, all that's on the latest episode of The Faction, available at bonafideradio.com or of course uh, wherever it is that you get your podcast. That means we've got a new episode and we've got a lot to talk about today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 184 of the Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely give an NXT recap. Did you watch the debut on USA? It's next week, the most historic week in professional wrestling history. What about King Corbin? Did you watch SmackDown? And it's the end of SmackDown on USA as it now moves over to Fox. Now, this next song, Bring the Swag, something that Josh, Bill, and Prince 3Q will never do by the Street Profits. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the face for Court Bonafide Radio, The Faction. Keep it on, baby.
mini money whoa turn up now i'm about to blow up and y'all don't even know powder keg about to explode independent i run this show international run the globe i've been driving no cruise control got the life and they losing foe i stay 100 i keep it homegrown i live for the applause and all the people know i bring the swag like nobody can don't mean to brag what about it yeah i bring the swag like nobody can it's in the bag man i got it In the chase, put in work the paper pays. On the up and I'm on the road. You beneath and you cutting cold. I've been driving no cruise control. Got the life and they losing foes. I stay 100. I keep it homegrown. I live for the applause. And all the people know. I bring the swag like nobody can. Don't mean to brag. What about it? Yeah. I bring the swag like nobody can. It's in the bag, man. I got it. Yeah. I bring the swag like nobody can. Don't mean to brag. What about it? Yeah. Money, whoa, turn up, now I'm about to blow Up and y'all don't even know Powder keg about to explode Independent, I run this show International, run the globe I've been driving, no cruise control Got the life and they losing foe I stay 100, I keep it homegrown I live for the applause And all the people know I bring the swag like nobody can Don't mean to brag, what about it, yeah I bring the swag like nobody can It's in the bag, man, I got it, yeah In the chase, put in work the paper pays. On the up and I'm on the road. You beneath and you cutting cold. I've been driving no cruise control. Got the life and they losing foes. I stay 100. I keep it homegrown. I live for the applause. And all the people know. I bring the swag like nobody can. Don't mean to brag. What about it? Yeah. I bring the swag like nobody can. It's in the bag, man. I got it. Yeah. I bring the swag like nobody can. Don't mean to brag. What about it? Yeah. Money, whoa, turn up, now I'm about to blow Up and y'all don't even know Powder keg about to explode Independent, I run this show International, run the globe I've been driving, no cruise control Got the life and they losing foe I stay 100, I keep it homegrown I live for the applause And all the people know I bring the swag like nobody can Don't mean to brag, what about it, yeah I bring the swag like nobody can It's in the bag, man, I got it, yeah In the chase, put in work the paper pays. On the up and I'm on the road. You beneath and you cutting cold. I've been driving no cruise control. Got
are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Yo, 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 welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was Bring the Swag by the Street Profits and CFO. GB, give us the news. All right, so there's a lot that's been going on, and we are heralding, I I believe this coming week is the most historic week in the history of pro wrestling. We'll talk about why that is in a second, but we wanted to go back and recap last week's episode of NXT. Now, admittedly, Admittedly, we have not often covered uh, recaps of NXT like we have Raw and SmackDown. However, with this historic premiere of NXT on the USA Network and with NXT getting ready to go head-to-head with AEW, it absolutely makes sense to do. So, get ready for more in terms of recaps of NXT and more. We'll kick it off with our NXT on USA debut, which was last Wednesday. Here's how it went down. Uh, it started with a fatal four-way. Candice LeRae defeating Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair to become the number one contender to the women's championship held by Shayna Baszler. Cameron Grimes defeated Sean Maluda, actually rather fast too. Roderick Strong defeats Velveteen Dream to win the NXT North American Championship fulfilling the prophecy where all of the undisputed era would be dripping in gold. A second hour, which started on the WWE Network, saw Pete Dunne defeat Arturo Ruas. Zaya Lee defeated Aaliyah. Kushida stood up to the UK champion Walter and Imperium. We saw the return of Leo Rush as he defeated Oni Lorcan to become the number one contender to the Cruiserweight champion, Drew Gulak and then Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane scheduled for a street fight ended in the ultimate in brouhaha's with all sorts of chaos and yet no winner. So did you get a chance to check out this inaugural episode of NXT live on USA? Uh, and if so, what do you think? I did. Guys, January 11th, 1993, WWE Raw debuts on the USA Network and helps to change the wrestling landscape as we know it. Wrestling goes from a weekend observatory sport on Saturday morning, Saturday nights, maybe even Sunday evenings, to now it's a weekday thing. NXT has now joined the ranks of that lengthy history as a debut with a 1.1 in the viewership. Now, not only did they put on a good match, not only were they turned all the way up, but they left with what everybody wanted to see, the undisputed era dripping in gold. It was like Bruno Mars stepped on the scene with all of his boys, and they were dripping in finesse. That's what I'm talking about, and that's what I love to see. Now, what I did not like, I have to go here, but before I do that, let me just say this. Here's another thing. NXT it's no longer a startup. It's a legit company, and you called it from the beginning, GB, and we've said it. It was covered by CBS Sports. It was covered by Uproxx. It was covered by TheRap.com. It was covered by Sports Illustrated. It was covered by ESPN. It was also covered by, well, you can consider them the, the enemy, but Bleacher Report also covered it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's historic to what's happening in wrestling. Now, I was not a fan of the splitting of going one hour here and the next hour there because truth be told, I didn't watch the second hour to about an hour ago. and But I did see that there was a melee at the end on Instagram. What I didn't see enough of on Instagram was footage of the melee. The way it ended? Come on, man. That's not a WWE ending. 
That's not a WWF ending. That is a good old Dusty Rhodes WCW NWA bunkhouse battle royal right there, stop. <laughs> and everybody was, as the American Dream would say, was clubbing. Yeah. There was clubbing of all sorts going on yeah. at the end. People being ran inside a 16 wheeler, getting back into the ring and clubbing some more. I love it. Here's the true gem. There are two things that make this NXT viable. Mm-hmm. One is the undisputed era. Mm-hmm. Because as wrestling fans, we are marks for a good stable. Yes. We love our stables. People think we like stables where they're like monsters and all that stuff. No, 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 no. I like my stable where they can put on a suit and talk that mess. Yes. I la Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair. And I'm not going to say Ole because he looked terrible in a suit. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and say it may be Lex Luger or Barry Windham who looked even better in a suit. Yes. And love that. And the other thing that they have is a really good announcing team. Yes. Yes. Mauro Ronaldo, the gang, did a great job. Shout out to Mauro Ronaldo, even for the Missy Elliott dime that he dropped mm-hmm. when uh, Bianca Belair came out. Well, it's so funny. I thought it was a good open week. The one thing that we know about Mauro Ronaldo is he is very connected to pop culture. He has dropped dimes everywhere from, and references everywhere from Missy Elliott to Lizzo. And to me, I'm like, listen, we are always going to get that good pop culture, that urban pop culture representing uh, the one and only Mauro Ronaldo. So shout out to him. NXT on USA. Let me also go back to one of the things that you, when you referenced uh, January the 11th, 1993, the start of Monday Night Raw. What made that so epic were two things. Number one, this is the first time we really went for real for real from the weekend to a Monday night. Um, And secondly, the most important piece of it was that WWE was live for the first time on television. If you remember all those stars, shows like Superstars, Wrestling Challenge, and even the primetime show on Monday nights were all taped. This Monday Night Raw situation was live. And so you have the same thing here. We've not seen NXT on a weekly basis live. We've seen them live at TakeOver. But seeing them live on a weekly basis is something special. And you you could feel it in the air with every superstar that showed up. You could absolutely feel that they meant it. They were serious about it. This was a big deal. And to me, I thought it was highly significant that they started off with the women's match. A fatal four-way showing four of their top females who were not champions yet. That was significant to me. I think they made a lot of very strategic moves. Now, here's one thing. You talked about what we didn't like, and it's rare that there's anything with NXT that I didn't like. I have something that I have to get used to, and I'm sure those who watch on the WWE Network have to get used to. Being on USA means a lot more and a lot longer commercial breaks. You gotta those. I, I, do 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 you think that now? Oh, oh G, GB, I, how, how far can I go right now? Come you on. tell me. Can, can, can I go far? Come on, let's see what you got. I, I, can I go far? Come I'm, on, I'm, I'm waiting. Go far. I'm waiting. We have an interview that's sitting in the can with a guy who's on the roster of NXT right now. We do. One of the things I would – and we can't release it yet because WWE hasn't given us the authority to release it. But in WWE, we love you. We hope you give us the authority. We want to run with it. It's a tremendous interview mm-hmm. of the said superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say is this, though. 
uh, as we were discussing the performance center, GB, I wonder if at the performance center they started bringing this into the daily routine of getting them to understand what it's like because that's your rest period right there. Yeah. I wonder if they had to train them for that. Well, one of the things that I do know is that for one, this news about NXT going on USA was not sprung on them. They were being told weeks ahead of time something big is coming down the oh. pike. You've got to start getting ready for it. Um, and I would definitely say this. I would suggest and imagine that, um, you know, they were being helped during the break in terms of how you elongate things. But here was the other thing yeah. that would happen. Because the breaks were so long, when they would come back, they'd be in the middle of high action, which was great for the people that were there. And for those of us who were watching, it meant, oh, my God, you felt like you missed something. I got to pay attention to what's happening now. So uh, I think yeah. for NXT, and this is where it's interesting, too. I know you said you hated the difference between the first hour and second hour in terms of switching to the network. And we know that was because of this whole suit situation um, where we this is, and this is the last week for suits. So next week, when it really counts, you know, there won't be any switching between the network and USA because it'll be head to head uh, AEW versus USA. What I noticed on the second hour on the network is they took advantage of not having so many commercials. They had just your basic uh, WWE network commercials and they came right back in with action, which allowed them to get more matches in than in the first hour. It allowed them to do some other things that they couldn't do during hour number one. Well, they better be mindful of those commercials because they're not Tony Khan's going to buy every last one of them and keep showing up to promote himself on their network. You kind of jump ahead a bit, but that's fine. I was going to wait till we get, went there, but... Um, oh, we're here. Well, we're here. Thanks for taking us prematurely, but it's fine. Um, the, the deal is this. We've talked about this week that's upcoming being the biggest week in the history of pro wrestling and we're going to get into why but we do have to mention this if you started watching nxt on usa and then you watch raw this week and smackdown this week you will notice that there were commercials for aew's premiere on wednesday october the 2nd so we did a little bit of research because you know one of the things i understand in being in radio is uh, a television program, a radio program, has spots to sell. Also, having shows on this network, I also understand that some of the shows do their own programming in terms of commercials. So the question was, do we think AEW uh, purchased the commercials through WWE's team or through USA's team? And the truth of it is, they went through USA's team, which, well... Let's have the conversation before I give my opinion. Do you think it was a smart and ethical move to advertise AEW's new programming on WWE television? This proves to you that money is money is money. Mm -hmm. And that Green has no loyalty. Yeah. When I saw those AEW, which I first heard it in the group chat, right. you said, oh, my God, they ran an AEW commercial. Mm -hmm. Then I saw it on Facebook, on Raw. They ran an AEW. And I said, OK, Tony Khan and Cody are the most ballsy businessmen yeah. that we've had since a la Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. What people don't realize 
is that I feel like Vince is facing a younger, hungrier Vince McMahon. He is. Cody is hungry. He is. And we've not seen this level of a disruption since uh, one of the creepiest things you'll ever see is Saturday, July 14th, 1984. Is in wrestling history called Black Saturday. And lo and behold, and this, I'm looking at the picture now and it just creeps me the heck out. It's Vince McMahon standing in front of the World Championship Wrestling poster. Yes. It's creepy to look at. <laughs> it, it looks photoshopped. It's it, it, it's weird. It, it's a weird thing to look at. Mm-hmm. That's why what Cody's doing right now is basically the equivalent of Vince buying up territories. The new version of a territory is a commercial spot. I'm going to advertise in your area during your time with my dime because I can. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what they're doing, I don't think it's unethical on USA. USA, they, they don't understand wrestling. If they understood wrestling, then they, they, they'd have changed things a long time ago. You know, they understand ratings and dollars. Hmm. You know, and I- don't think and don't think that Vince hasn't already tried to buy NFL Super Bowl commercial time for the XFL. So before we call names, don't think that Vince isn't going to try to do the same thing. Well, let me, let me first say that I don't think it's as unethical as some people think, right? I mean, here's the reality of it. The reality of it Who is... Who thinks it's unethical? That's, that's, that's idiotic. Well, this, this, is about, this isn't even about ethics. It's about business. And business yeah. says this. Advert, if you have the money to advertise where the, uh, the viewers and consumers of your product are... You should do it. It's the reason why people gather up a million dollars and two million dollars and three million dollars for 30 seconds of time uh, during the Super Bowl because they understand the audience is there. So if you want to capture the fans of pro wrestling who we know historically in the last year or two have been complaining about WWE programming, then why not talk to them on W? You're not going to get a spot directly with WWE. And here's the thing about USA that's interesting. USA knows that they've had loyalty to WWE. Matter of fact, since the 80s, when All-American Wrestling was on there, there's been a long-standing relationship. So here's the thing. The thing is, if you're mad at anybody, be mad at USA for not being loyal enough to WWE to say, no, I'm not going to take your money, All Elite. Instead, they took the money, aired the commercial, and didn't think twice about it. I'll tell you this, you don't see All Elite commercials airing during SVU. You don't see All Elite commercials airing during any other time other than WWE programming. Is is this the equivalent of Criminal Minds running commercials doing uh, Law & Order? You better believe it. (laughs) You better believe it. So I, I think it's a brilliant move. The question is whether or not it will work for them, and we will find out Uh, next week. Um, Can can, can you imagine Fallon running commercials doing Kimmel? It's crazy. But see, the question is, Fallon would have to pay for it out of his own money, and I don't know that he would do that, you know? Um, Facts. But but All Elite has the money, and as you said, it's a ballsy move, which I applaud them for. So um, we're going to talk about NXT versus AEW in a little bit, but I want to iron out for people why we believe next week is going to be the most historic week in the world of pro wrestling. And it actually starts this weekend 
as this weekend Ring of Honor throws their name in the hat Friday night with their Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. Um, and that pay-per-view is going to launch a tournament that will determine the number one contender for the Ring of Honor Championship for their final pay-per-view of the year at Final Battle in December. So that's happening on Friday. When we get to Monday, we've got the season premiere of Monday Night Raw on USA. And uh, it's going to be historic. We'll, we'll jump ahead for a little bit. We'll have a Universal Championship match that's happening there. We're also going to see Brock Lesnar show up on Monday Night Raw, which to tell you how big this is, it's the first time, I won't say ever, but probably in 15 years that we've seen Brock Lesnar on both Raw and SmackDown in the same week yeah. live. So this is yeah. pretty monstrous, okay? Plus you've got uh, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan both showing up on Miz TV. That's Monday night. Tuesday night, October the 1st, oh, I should also add, Monday night also is the first night of taping for the NWA's studio wrestling here in Atlanta, mm -hmm. as they'll be taping on Monday and Tuesday night. So when I tell you everybody's getting in on this, this feels like WrestleMania week and then some. Then we get yeah. to Tuesday night. Tuesday night, the former night of SmackDown, now becomes the new home for Impact Wrestling. They've moved from Friday night to Tuesday night. They'll premiere on Access TV, and they're doing this in what I think is a smart way, as uh, they're going to be debuting uh, several pay-per-views from this year, starting with the anniversary pay-per-view from the top of the year. That's going to air Tuesday night on Access TV at 8 p.m., and then each week throughout the month, they'll be airing their pay-per-views until we get to October the 29th, which will be the first episode of Impact Wrestling following Bound for Glory. So Impact Wrestling will be on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday night is the Wednesday night fight. As Wednesday night, we have NXT on USA for the entire two-hour period. It is also the premiere of All Elite Wrestling, AEW Dynamite. Yes, Dynamite is the name of the show, not to be confused with Nitro. Hmm, interesting. Got some uh -huh. powerful things happening there. And uh, that will debut Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Looks like Thursday night may be your only night off in the world of pro wrestling in a given week. And that, that may be good. You can catch up on your TGIT and things of that nature. Because Friday night will be the premiere of Friday Night Smackdown, October the 4th on Fox. Which will include a WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. And here's the thing. If this were just this week that all of those programs would air, then that'd be cool. But this is the start of the new normal for the world of pro wrestling as we're going to have wrestling airing four out of the five nights of the week in prime time going to be absolutely amazing when we come back from this break we're going to talk about why we believe that this is the most significant week in the world of pro wrestling so you don't want to miss that plus cody rhodes just a couple of days away from the premiere of aew has written a rather powerful letter to the oh. fans we're going to get into that and on top of that we're talking about raw 
and SmackDown and much, much more. But we'll kick things off as we go to some music with, again, another theme song from NXT. It's Rebel Heart, the theme song for Johnny Gargano by CFO. This is The Faction Powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonnerfied Radio.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, hey, welcome back to the faction. That song was actually about Brandon Clackens and a rebel's heart. Johnny Gargano and CFO GB. Let's talk about the historic week we got ahead. All right, so this week is absolutely positively special. As I ironed out before we went to the break, listen, virtually every major wrestling promotion here in the United States will have primetime coverage or representation this week. The WWE, the NWA is recording this week. Uh, Impact makes its debut on Access TV. WWE debuts on Fox. AEW debuts on TNT. So I've said this, I've put it out there, I've been saying it all day. I'm gonna get, get your thoughts. Do you really believe that this week is the most historic week in the history of pro wrestling. I think it can be. I think I've been asking myself this question for a while. I think oftentimes as a, as a wrestling communicator on this podcast, I'll call you the journalist, but I'll call, call clacking out the communicators. uh, We feel the need. And and I felt the tension up until we exact to define it as, as the most historic. I will tell you that is the most defining that we've had in a long time. This weekend defines a lot because we don't know, like we're taking impact from pursuit, putting it on access. Mm -hmm. They're smart to go on a Tuesday night, the same time that we are accustomed to watching SmackDown. So what they're doing is they're taking our current taste buds and where we normally have to go through withdrawals, they're gonna give us something to work with. So now we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is going to give us NXT, and then Thursday is our off day, and then Friday. And if NWA is smart, they'll put their presentation on Thursday. Yeah. Here's the problem that I see while it's defining, is that three of the products give us rotating locations, while the other two, or three possibly, may not give us the same thing. They give us in-studio wrestling. I think it's defining because of this. 
It's defining because it's been many years, possibly even decades, since this many wrestling uh, uh, federations, I'm old school, and associations, if you will, mm -hmm. have had the same t uh, type of prime time display on actual viable networks. Mm -hmm. We're talking USA, we're talking Fox, we're talking TNT, which also gives them access to TBS. Mm -hmm. We're also talking Access, which actually started out being a slouch, but because of the great moves of the Mark Cubans and the Genie, uh, the, the from, 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 from the great Laker, Genie, from, Genie Bus, mm -hmm. from, from the Laker dynasty, and things like New Japan, mm -hmm. things like uh, uh, Wow, wow mm -hmm. Viable location to be at. So this is actually going to be a very defining week. The truth will be a year from now. Who's still standing? Okay, so let me let me say this. Um, first and foremost, you know, if you go back historically, uh, it was a long time. I mean, like you have to really go back to the Superstation in the '70s when the NWA and Mid Atlantic found itself on TBS that was the first foray oh, yeah. into cable um, and then when you get into the 80s you have WWE hopping on board getting onto USA making a brief that was major that was huge making a brief because at the time USA was the number one cable company you know so you had USA you had TBS TBS was kind of the super station really the first the first station of its kind to really go national um, taking wrestling across the country, the AWA would then jump on ESPN, as would World Class Championship Wrestling. So you have to go back to the 80s to find a time frame where there was so much wrestling on a national uh, outlet. Then you go into the 90s, and in the 90s, of course, the territories were brought up. Now you only had WWE and WCW, you had ECW fighting for recognition um, and an opportunity to get on national television, which they eventually did when they got onto TNN. Um, and then, of course, they were bought up because they couldn't last there. And uh, by the time we get into the 2000s, WCW is purchased as well. And so you have this period uh, at the top of 2001 where ECW and WCW are all purchased by WWE. And now again, we have one, one skin in the game relative to wrestling. Then you get into uh, the end of the 2000s where Impact, or formerly TNA, starts making waves. Um, they started- They were actually hot back then. Well, they were hot then, particularly when they got their national deal on Spike TV. And so you yeah. had them on Spike, you had WWE, at the time, those were the only two with any major television coverage because Ring of Honor this whole time has been doing things in syndication. Um, and then again, Impact didn't last very long on Spike. Then they floundered to find TV. Um, them going to access of all of the places they were, Pop TV, uh, Pursuit Channel, Pursuit. Destination, you know, access is the most viable of any of the options they've been on since Spike TV. Um, so that's significant. Of course, you know, getting WWE on both USA and Fox is just out of this world. Fox is one of the big four. So you're talking a whole nother level 
which for those who missed our news on this, thanks to the great deals they got with Fox and USA, next week we'll see the return of Pyro back to WWE on a regular basis. So that's going to really change the things. A lot of people are happy about that, and they should. Um, But the reason why I do believe this is the most significant uh, week in the history of pro wrestling to date is because you've never had a scenario where this many wrestling companies have premiered during the same week. It's never happened before. And this is not just a premiere on a random channel that if your cable outlet carries it, will be okay. Everybody carries TNT. Everybody carries USA. Everybody carries Fox. Access is a a little different in that regard, but it is still a viable entertainment channel, right? So wrestling fits in with what that channel carries. Uh, and then we don't know where the home of the NWA is with all of this. With, with that to, That's why it's so significant. There's more production dollars. There's never been a time in the history of pro wrestling where wrestling has been more accessible. And we talked about this a year or so ago. Would, you know, would for a wrestling company to be viable, would they need television? We thought, we talked about the, the advent of the internet and things of that nature, but say what you will, TV still gets you in more households. TV is still the medium to look at. Think about this. The WWE Network itself is still under the 2 million subscribers mark. Last week, nearly 1.2 million people watched the first hour of NXT. That's more eyes on the NXT project or uh, product than at any time they've aired on the WWE Network. So we're talking about a significant moment here. And I should point out this also. All Elite had a program air on TNT leading up to All Out. And that program only put in 300,000 viewers. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens next week. It's going to be widely interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I think what we're going to see happening. Let me tell you this. I've been getting text messages from friends of mine who were wrestling fans who had pretty much given up on the WWE product who were all excited about All Elite and their feel of this going to be a throwback. So it's going to be interesting. We'll talk a little bit later as to which one you think you're going to watch live next week between All Elite and NXT because that's going to be the big question floating around. The last time I saw a network uh, put out a wrestling product that I can remember that kind of grabbed mainstream was MTV's Wrestling Society X. I remember This that. is back in 2007. Seth Rollins was a wrestler up there. Wow. And uh, it actually was a decent product. I mean, I thought it was a great concept. As a matter of fact, I want to say that uh, Lucha Underground kind of has taken a little bit of the DNA of that and turned it into something next level. But Wrestling Society X wasn't bad. It just didn't get a good chance. So I've not seen a network get behind something this loudly since then. Well, and speaking of Lucha Underground, you know, Lucha Underground, I think certainly is one of the losers in all this. Um, The way that they taped uh, episodes and the fact that they did not keep their program viable by taking it on the road means that they lost a lot of superstars. They lost a lot of traction. Um, Again, the network that they were on, the El Rey Network, was not a widely viewed or widely available network. And so here they are now as a loser. I have in my mind, 
who I think the loser is in all this. But let me ask you, who do you think, there are so many things, that, so many folks that we have deemed winners, All Elite, the fans, WWE, Impact. Um, do you think there are any losers in what's about to happen next week? I do. I think ROH is the loser in this. I would agree. ROH, ROH has been hemorrhaging for quite some time, and loyalty has kept them in the game of people that, that are just wrestling loyalists and also the wrestlers that are committed to them. Shout out some of our friends of the show who are still over at ROH. I think they're the ones who are taking the most heat in this entire thing. I actually feel bad for those guys. And I'm with you with Lucha Underground. But Lucha Underground, we are here every Wednesday in the evening and we've been consistent and the valedictorian from New York has been telling you for quite some time tour your product. Mm -hmm. Why? Not because he didn't enjoy your television product, but he knows that wrestlers are creatures of habit. They want to go on the road. They want to fill the fans. Cody Rhodes, and I know you're going to get here, wrote in his open letter, it was the energy of the fans that got me to the grief of my father. Mm. So, Lucha, because you did not listen to the father of Jordan and the father of Jackson, now you find yourself hemorrhaging. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a season four. I don't think there's going to be a season well, four. Well, we, we never knew if it was going to be a season two, and we definitely didn't think it was going to be a season three. Well, so season no, four we, is open We prayer. knew there'd be a season two. Season three was questionable, but season four, it, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. So this is going to be interesting, and I don't know who's going to be talking about Lucha, but I got to say this relative to, um, relative to Ring of Honor. I, I I don't understand for the life of me why Ring of Honor has and, and and now let me be fair I don't have any proof to say that they have not gone after a major TV deal but I right. think the fact that they've been owned by Sinclair Broadcasting and Sinclair has its own number of syndicated stations they're just not going after it and the problem right now is with the advent of the internet a taped show, you know, they're going to be spoilers. It's going to get out. You need to yeah. be doing your product live. And I think Ring of Honor has lost quite a bit. Oh, let me throw this other factoid out there, which is going to be interesting. We talked about Impact Wrestling um, and they're being a part of Access TV, but they're not going with everybody because this is a big one. Their head writer, you know, one Kevin Sullivan. You know Kevin Sullivan from the WCW The days. Kevin Sullivan. The Kevin Sullivan is leaving Impact to go to AEW. Well. So well. In, in, so in case you wondered whether or not this is a war, AEW's got all the old WCW players, including Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan is one of the most uh, unselfish men ever in wrestling from my perspective. I, I, I'll go back to him booking, him him being a part of the booking and booking the man who took his wife over himself because it was good for business. Kevin Sullivan is still one of the great minds of wrestling and he's going to do a great job. It's almost like Dusty gets a weekend pass and goes and sits with Cody mm -hmm. and tells him all the people, hi, Arn Anderson, hi, Kevin Sullivan, mm -hmm. go and get Jim Roth. It's like he tells him, go get all these guys because he knows these are the guys that still have tremendous IQ when it comes to wrestling.
it's it's something special it's something that i just think is amazing and uh it's going to be interesting so i've got to ask you um certainly before we go to break man which are you going to be watching next week live aew nxt or are you going to be flipping back and forth like what's what's your deal what are you going to do I will be flipping back and forth. The 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 the, the truer answer, GB, mm-hmm. will be when the clock strikes 7 p.m. San Antonio time, 8 p.m. Are you starting on TNT or are you starting on USA? I, sir, will be starting where it all begins of, on TNT. Of course you will. You know, here's my thing. First off, let me just say this. Uh, NXT is being super smart, right? So we know that there's going to be a women's title match uh, at All Elite. We've talked about that uh, on a few occasions to determine their first champion. Well, there will be a women's championship match on NXT. Shayna Baszler um, will be taking on Candice LeRae. And I'll tell you what, they're smart. They're smart. They're smart. They're going to make it very, very hard for us to turn the channel. And we haven't talked about this, and I'll get into it in a second. But for me, this is going to be tough. I do think I'm going to start off because I want to see how All Elite's going to start. But I think I'm going to have a TV up, and I'm going to have my iPad up. And I'm going to be watching one of them on my iPad live and the other on, uh, on, on television live so that uh, I can see what's happening because I think history is going to be made. And let me just say this. I didn't get a chance to talk about this the way I wanted to, but last week was really a week of returns in WWE. We saw It the, was. We saw, it was like WrestleMania-like returns. You know, usually the day after WrestleMania, when you see, you know, all these folks show up. Well, we saw Luke Harper return at the pay-per-view. We saw Rusev jacked and cut up like we've never seen him show up on Monday night, and then on Wednesday night, we saw Leo Rush, who we've not seen in five months. As a matter of fact, I've got a single here from Leo Rush. Um, I do. We might play it. I've got the new single from Leo Rush, and uh, Leo Rush shows back up. Apparently, the word on the street is the plan all along was for him to come back to NXT. He comes back to NXT and becomes the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. So, I get the feeling that next Wednesday night, NXT and AEW are gonna have some returns, some guest appearances. Who do you think needs to appear on either show for us to be talking about it on Thursday? I'm I'm almost eager to see on AEW side because do you remember how 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 uh, stoked we were when Brett the Hitman Hart was the one who walked the championship down? Oh yes. So on the AEW side, I mean, there's a lot of people that could shock us, but now Vince did his due diligence of locking everybody in the contract. Oh sure, well almost so, everybody. So well, I mean, there aren't too many fellows left. Well, I mean, the revival it, hasn't it, resigned. It, it, Really? Really. Are they week to week? They have not re-signed, and they're the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions. 
Do you mean it? Oh my God! Wait a minute. He's about to get. He, oh no! Listen. Vince oh no. better He's lock these fuckers. Listen. He better lock He's him down. Jeff Jarrett, Lex Luger, and what's my other man name? Uh. uh <laughs> he gonna uh, get Rick Rooted. TX and, and Rick Rooted. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Vince McMahon, have you not learned? Yeah, oh man. man, listen. And let GB. me also, let me throw out somebody you haven't seen in a few weeks. Where are the Usos? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just I'm Do just you telling you. Tell me. Oh my God! Listen, listen. If the Usos or the Revival showed up at AEW, I would flip my wig. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. There are some returns, man. Like they're they have to come out with their guns blazing. They have to. The Usos, brother. Listen, the Usos are AEW all day long because. They listen as much as we love Samoans. I still feel like Samoans were best when they were in NWA, running rush hot all over mm. everybody and just, mm. just, just really going at folks. GB, you, you I, I, we, we got to go to break because I can't yeah. think properly right now. Yeah, yeah. The revival and the USO showing up at eight. Cody Rhodes, if you pull that off, sir, then, let me ask: you, Is Sting locked in? To a WWE Superstars contract? Well, Sting is going to be at SmackDown on Friday. So I don't think he's going to do AEW and uh, SmackDown in a week. I don't think that's going to happen. This just got crazy. But let me tell you, it's got, because here's the other thing. When you mentioned Bret Hart walking the AEW championship down the aisle, who do you think is going to present the women's championship? And then, uh, and then let's not forget, LAX showed up at the last pay-per-view. Listen, can you imagine LAX and the Usos? Good Lord, good Lord. They would good Lord. tear the house. And, and listen, I, I, I know that we're on AEW and we're on WWE and on NXT, but let's not all forget in the wrestling world that Jimmy Cornette has been added as an announcer Correct. to the NWA team. Correct. Everybody's shoring up the team right now. I'm telling you, everyone is shoring up the team. Do you know who's still a free agent? Gerard Bonner is a free agent to be on a commentary team, and he is going to tear the house down. Let me just tell you right now, there are a lot of organizations. There are a lot of shows. There's talk of another Fox show showing up for WWE. There's talk of a studio show for AEW. You're going to need commentators, and I'm going to tell you right now, if I have to come with baby in hand, I promise you, whoever adds me to the team, Everything's gonna change and business will absolutely pick up. I promise you that. I promise you. So with that said, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Raw. We're talk about SmackDown um, and what changes are coming to both Raw and SmackDown. And I don't just mean Pyro. All that's happening. Plus, what's the latest on the Faction Championship? Do we have a challenger for Courtney Beard? Ah, there's a lot of talk out there. We're going to see who answers the challenge when we come back. But 
Perhaps the greatest thing happening in all of WWE may not be Fox, may not be NXT on USA, but it is the guy that is literally stalking the Universal Championship. We've got his theme song right now. Here's Code Orange with the theme song for The Fiend. It's called Let Me In. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. Really sorry for what I did. Really sorry for what I did. 
Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonnerfied Radio. We here Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction that was Let Me In. I feel like Prince 3Q says that about the faction. Like, let me in, please, let me in. But let's get over to you, GP. Let's talk about some stuff. Well, it's funny that you said that. Prince 3Q says, let me in. And, um, you know, you have been the faction champion now since uh, right after WrestleMania. And you've had some interesting folks coming out to challenge you well i'm about to send you something and i'm about to play this for our listeners we do have a challenger who has sent some uh something to say specifically oh, to you oh, so God. yeah you can check yeah go ahead and check it put your headphones uh, do, do play on it for the people play, play and, it for the play and here it is for the people check this out guys courtney beard Ever since last week's show, you told me to do one thing. You told me to retreat. Well, I thought about it all week, and I ain't retreating from you. I've never backed down from a challenge, and I ain't backing down now. You told me to gain some prophetic wisdom for Hell in a Cell. I'd rather have the prophetic wisdom than the pathetic wisdom that you have. You call yourself a bonafide champion? <laughs> you are a bogus champion. I can't wait until next week to be on the show, and I can't wait until Hell in a Cell to take that faction championship away from you, because I'm not just fine for the championship. I am fine for every single follower that you have called dumb and stupid over the last few weeks. And Brandon Clack, my fellow valid Christian college brother, Two years ago at Dominion Camp Meeting, you said that you would like to have me on the show just for fun. Well, I cannot believe this is the way we're going to have to do it. There's only a few things that you got right three months ago. I can't wait until next week. I'll see you all. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Josh Spiel, which I have been corrected. His, the pronunciation of his last name is Spilly. So Josh Spilly, and if I got it wrong, he'll correct me. That's him, folks. He has thrown out the gauntlet. Now, he was on social media a couple of days ago. He posted a bit of a challenge. But Courtney, he has come live and direct 
and he had something to say for you and for Clack. What, what do you have to say to our well, friend yeah. Josh? Well, first of all, Josh, I'm pretty proud of you. I mean, you put up a better argument than Prince does. I mean, here you are coming face to face with us. And my apologies, Josh Billy, because that's probably what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to spill your guts all over bonafide streets when you walk on this show. This is not a game, Josh. We don't do this for play play. So come on on this show. You'll come on a man of valor, but I'm going to leave a man of victory. And you better be glad that Brandon Jerome Clack isn't up here right now because he'd have a whole lot to say. So many have tried to overthrow. And why do you keep saying that I call the people dumb and idiots and all of these things right here first of all i'm sick of the lies if i slap you guys with a defamation of character soup for saying that i said all these things then you'll be the one running so guess what i represent the people because the people are sick of your lies well lies okay well I don't GB, know th- people, people come on this show all the time. Courtney called the people lying and saying the people stupid. When did I ever say this stuff? When? Uh, Can someone week. point to one moment when I call people a... Yeah, and there goes your internet. Your internet is not Twice. allowing... We have your, the best... Your internet is not allowing you to tell these lies, which I can appreciate. Your internet likes life, so... Yeah, I... My I, internet stupid. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, Josh, man, I didn't know you had it in you, buddy, but apparently you are serious about this. So next week during the big premiere week, as WWE goes on uh, Fox and NXT goes on USA and AEW premieres and Impact heads to access, this is going to be absolutely amazing here for the faction. One of our long term, longest fans, Josh Spilly joins us on the faction next week to get his crack at the faction championship and he apparently has some things to say to clack as well so uh you gotta tune in next week it's gonna be crazy i I, wow wow okay josh could could can you imagine a world with josh spilly as the faction world champion it could happen no, next week. No, it, no, it, it cannot happen. GB, you, Brandon Clack, others have tried to pick against me. I am a picking aficionado, GB. I know how to look at things in the wrestling world and think like the wrestling gods. I am basically Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Eric Bischoff, Cowboy Bill Watts, Dusty Rhodes, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, and Jimmy Cornette rolled into one. Oh, well, you might look like them all rolled into one, but I'm not sure that uh, that's really you. But we'll find out. I'm looking forward like to welcoming. I tell you, I resemble that remark. <laughs> yes, you do resemble that remark. I'd like to see uh, Josh join us next week. So everybody on the lookout, this is going to be great. Could we have a new faction champion? Uh, we'll find out when Josh joins us next oh, week. Don't hype and the he people, makes GC. his predictions. But we'll get back into the normal swing of things as we take a look at our raw recap if you can compose and contain yourself uh well uh, here, a, a here champion can do what a champion needs to do because i'm still a champion and the champions get ready to do this and the champ is saying that wwe raw was live from the chase center what i feel like people have been doing 
chasing me down in San Francisco, California. And things kicked off when Braun Strowman confronted the Universal Champion. Seth Rollins, the Viking Raiders, defeated the OC when AJ Styles got banned from ringside. Rusev came out looking like new money or new something defeated EC3. Sasha Banks defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Nikki Cross. Lacey Evans defeated Ember Moon. Carmella defeated Archer to become the new 24-7 champion. Chad Gable, I used to call him Scott Steiner number two, now I don't know what to call him, defeated King Corbin via DQ. Rey Mysterio shocked the world and won the fatal five-way elimination championship match to take on Universal Seth Rollins, Universal Champion Seth Rollins at the season premiere. And the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, attacked Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. GB, what did you think about Monday Night Raw? Okay, I had a couple of thoughts about Monday Night Raw. All in all, I felt like if if this were the season finale, which I guess if next week is the season premiere, this would be the season finale. Um, I felt like it was weak overall weak, as a show. Weak, 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 overall, weak, weak. Like, I fell asleep and I tried to watch it again the second time and I just was like, to me, the best, the greatest parts of Monday Night Raw right now is Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, period. Now, let me tell you, I told you guys last week that they started doing something where they had the graphics upside down and you thought, no, it was because if you saw the starting of Monday Night Raw, it was all kind of blurry and weird and doing its Bray Wyatt thing. I think that's downright amazing what they're doing with that. So I'll just tell you. It literally, it literally reeked of weak. It did, I mean, it, if it, I had to weak, oh. I will say it reeked of weak, and I hope that it's not a sneak attack of what the streak shall be because this is not the type of critique we need for this kind of wrestling because I am telling you, it looked bleak. It, it, was, it was bad, and I'll say this. I really feel like... Uh-oh. Come on, son. Come that, on. That's okay. On, that's how terrible it was, though. There was, <laughs> yeah, And I'm going to keep on rhyming. There was no physique to the show as the techniques were ran over. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, Raw was terrible. Yeah, they can definitely do better bottom. than that. And I'm going to tell you, this announcing team, blow it up. I don't even yeah. like the announcing team. I feel like Corey Graves is a star in the making being held back. Because I think that Michael Cole... I don't know, maybe his best days are behind him if he even had a best day. I say that because I cannot think of one one call that Michael Cole has made and I can't think of one catchphrase Michael Cole has. But I feel like Corey Graves represents the culture. He's cut his hair. It looks like he's even attempting to be a corporate man uh, mm-hmm. per se. But from the rumors that I hear, Cole is leaving. I think he's going to SmackDown for what the rumors are. So I'm eager to see how they can make it better. But if this is the go-home show, good Lord, it was dreadful. Well, here's what else I think is interesting, too. I think that, uh, indeed, they're going to be splitting up the announcers. So uh, currently, if you'll notice, Graze is doing both SmackDown and Raw. They'll only be doing one of those shows. Everything's going to really be brand-specific when it gets time for the draft, which is coming um, in less than two weeks now. And I just think this. I think we've got a great... A great case for the redefinition of Monday Night Raw because this week was not good but you know it's kind of like when you see those season finalities where people are just kind of done and they're so busy and thinking of the next season that this season can just end however 
And uh, when you have a 52-week season, it's really hard to call something a season finale. But um, right. I'll say this much. I do think that uh, there's talk that uh, The Fiend is wanted on Raw and on SmackDown. Only one brand will get him. Um, I do think this. I think that wherever The Fiend goes, it's must-see TV. And I think that what they have a chance to do is to return Raw to being an edgy product. If The Fiend, and, and I made a case for it last week, and uh, we got some great feedback from a number of the listeners who loved our conversation about The Fiend being the world champion. Um, the Fiend gets a chance to really redefine Monday Night Raw. Where Monday by far, Night, by far. You know what I mean? Because I think we get a chance, and let me just say this. It looks like NXT, since they're going head-to-head -head with AEW, that it's NXT versus AEW. But be not deceived. It is the entire WWE uh. versus AEW. Make no mistake about it. Now, let me say this. And we were talking about why this is the biggest week of pro wrestling. Um, what you run into is something that is very unique. Because the plans for WWE to go on Fox were in the works before AEW was formed. You know, the renegotiation of Raw onto USA was before AEW was born and formed, which is to say that this week is the perfect storm for the world of pro wrestling. There are certain really? things, you know, there are certain things that look like they were the result of, you know, uh, oh, well, AEW versus WWE. But no, NXT being the third brand, they've been the third brand since they debuted on the WWE Network. And let me just go back and remind the people, the very first live event on the WWE Network was an NXT TakeOver. It wasn't WrestleMania. It wasn't a Raw or SmackDown. They trusted the NXT product. And so I will say this, for Monday Night Raw, they need to remember that though you are not head-to-head -head on Wednesday night with AEW, you are still very much in comparison with AEW. So you have to step it up to make this USA money work. Fox is obviously going to step it up um, for the Fox money that's being spent. NXT, everybody's stepping up their game in WWE. From the graphics, which by the way, I hear a new set design may be in order for both Raw and oh, SmackDown. Oh, now that, that's neat. That's needed. It's definitely needed. Um, certainly, if you got a chance to look, both uh, brands have new logos that they're working with. Then uh, let me just say this, and, and we're getting to SmackDown in a second, but uh, Fox may be the very best thing to ever happen to SmackDown because the commercials are better, the graphics are better. You can just feel like, yo, they are really stepping this game up, something significant. So uh, I, I just say this. Monday Night Raw definitely needed help. It needed a lot of help. It, um, it needed a lot of help. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, GB. A few weeks ago, we were really excited about the addition of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. I cannot see Paul Heyman. Well, here's the thing. This is, uh, this is why I think it's still convoluted. I think that there's still this wild card mentality that's happening right now. And the whole idea of Paul Heyman serving as the chief creative director, I don't think we've really seen that like for real, for real. Just like I don't think we've seen for real, for real, Eric Bischoff doing the SmackDown thing. I think once this season premiere starts, once we get the draft underway, where you have separate, uh, separate rosters, I think then is where we're really gonna start to see 
them doing So you anything. think we'll see the genius of their work then? I think so, because I think what's happened is they've been so distracted by the USA deal, the AEW deal, but trust me, the pressure's gonna go. Pressure's gonna be on heavy, because here's the thing, I, I don't know who the bigger competition is right now. Is it AEW or the justification of a billion dollars from Fox and $265 million from USA? Because you and I both know where there are large paychecks, there are also large expectations. Their biggest concern are those paychecks. You better AEW is a distant. Let me tell you, this is how I feel. AEW motivates the locker room, but those checks motivate the execs. Absolutely. And, and 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 the locker room as well because think about this think about if pyro is coming back what other perks are coming back for wwe superstars that they weren't able to get because we can say whatever we want those house shows and all those things were lean and they, so they those, were in, if that's and, where and, your but, revenues but, coming but we know from vince has been handing out these contracts like candy lately he's and he's not money. been handing out just contracts he's not just signing people they're getting paid yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are getting broke off mm -hmm. to really sit still. And 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 on top of that, the uh, the NXT people are getting paid, and they're getting paid more because of the USA deal. Think about it. they're not, not getting far. W. They're not getting WWE Network money. They're getting USA. Oh, uh, they're getting that good good money, mm -hmm. and that's why an undisputed era can say we're NXT, and that's it. Right. I, I think there's no longer a need. For people to look to go from NXT NXT to the quote-unquote main roster because here's the thing to think about they didn't put Raw against AEW they didn't put SmackDown against AEW they put NXT against AEW and here's what I know when Michael Jordan shows up on the court you don't uh -oh. take folks from the bench you take your prime time players and that's exactly what they've done by putting AEW in the picture. Well, you, you gotta send your young guns. You don't send Jay-Z out to fight a young rapper right now. You send somebody young to fight a young rapper right now. And well, you let them go at it and they have to work their way up. Absolutely. And so I believe that many of the <laughs> many many of the wrestlers uh, and, 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 and GB was just with his son and he woke up. That's what happened to the locker room. The locker yeah. room in the Raw SmackDown, they're now, uh, as we call it, woke. They are woke. And so with that said, let's go to the, to the final SmackDown on USA, which is pretty The final one! The final SmackDown on USA took place at the brand new Chase Center in San Francisco. That's right, two nights, Raw and SmackDown, from the new home of the Golden State Warriors. No wrestling history to tell you about there because it's the first wrestling bit of wrestling there, but it started off strong as Eric Rowan defeated Daniel Bryan, but then it turned into what could be a foreseeable tag team match as uh, Luke Harper showed up and then Roman Reigns showed up. Kofi Kingston spoke unusually candidly on his WWE Championship match where he was unusually confident about fighting Brock Lesnar next week. We'll talk about that. Chad Gable defeated Mike Kanellis. Uh, the Boston Hug Connection doing a lot of tag team reps lately. They defeated Charlotte Flair and Carmella. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Ali. The New Day defeated the B Team. The Kabuki Warriors are back and they defeated Fire and Desire. And Kevin and Owen, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon chose to settle their lawsuit in an unbelievable way as coming soon is a ladder match 
where at the end of the day, the loser is no longer with the company. Um, and then we left with the unusual visual of Sasha putting the boots to Becky Lynch. All right, what'd you think of uh, the final SmackDown on USA? There's a trend going on Twitter right now, which is what, it, what would your response be if Kofi beats Brock? Uh, and people are putting their, their response up. Uh, I would flip my wig, GB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you thought that I went off when Kofi won at WrestleMania, I am going to go slap off mm -hmm. if he beats Brock Lesnar. Kofi needed to not do an in-ring interview. Yes. Kofi needed to not be throwing out pancakes. Mm -hmm. He is the WWE champion, mm -hmm. but he has still had a very intercontinental stature about him. Yes. This is what he needed for the world to see him as legit. But GB, we know how we all feel like this story ends. It ends with Kofi being suplexed a zillion times. But and let me ask the you, you, you raise a great point, though. What do you think people will be talking about on Friday that will cause SmackDown to trend? Brock's annihilation of Kofi or Kofi still being WWE champion after defeating Brock Lesnar? By far, Kofi still being champion. Think about what this does. There are only a handful of people in WWE who can say they have a victory over Brock Lesnar, particularly this new Brock Lesnar. Triple H can say he's got one victory. Um, Roman Reigns can say he's got a victory. Seth is in rare company that he has two victories, but there aren't a whole lot of people. Taker can't say he has a victory against this new Brock Lesnar. What would it do for Kofi Kingston stock for him to be the WWE champion that successfully defends against Brock Lesnar. It, it, would, it would be monumental. It would say so much. It would say a lot about the faith that they have in 2019 to keep the strap on a Kofi Kingston at the inaugural debut of this new show. I'm just calling it a new show on a new network with new eyes to it. They've been going above and beyond during the NFL hours to get new eyes. Most athletes know Brock Lesnar. Most sure. athletes know Kofi Kingston. Many of them on the gridiron have been more Kofi than they have Brock. They've right. worked their butt off to get where they are. Sure, there's some guys that are superstars on the team, but a lot of the guys have only made it by the hair on their chinny chin chin, a la Kofi King Kingston. And so what I would say is that the best water cooler, proverbial water cooler, because no one does it anymore, the best internet conversation will be Kofi Kingston beating Brock Lesnar. Now, here's what would shock the world, is if Kofi didn't get suplexed a million times. Brock Lesnar has more moves in his arsenal. Let Brock loose, let Kofi loose, and let's get it. I think it's going to be amazing. I have a theory, an interesting theory. Could we see the first ever two-woman power trip? Explain. So if you remember, right as Triple H tore his quad, when he tore his quad in a match, it was a tag team match. That tag team match was Jericho and Benoit against Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. At the time, one was the Intercontinental Champion, 
One was the World Heavyweight Champion, and they were took taking a look at potentially becoming the World Tag Champions when he tore his quad. I am wow. seeing a ton of tag team matches right now with the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey and the soon-to-be Raw Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, who, as we all know, were the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They are getting tons of reps in, defeating some pretty big names. I would not be surprised if before the end of the year, we've got Sasha and Bailey holding all of the women's gold. If they're dripping in that much gold, it would be a travesty. I don't know when Nia Jax gets back or when Tamina's available, but if they're dripping in that much gold, it just shows that having not having Ronnie around really has just done a number on the business. I miss Ronnie. You have Charlotte. For God's sake, Charlotte, if you if you're listening to the show, can you please start wearing eyeliner again? That whole non-eyeliner thing is just not working for me. Always just looks so sad. And Becky Lynch, I think she's not in the gym anymore. I don't see defined muscles anymore. So something's happening in the women's revolution. Uh, I'm wondering if Sasha is in these women's tag matches so she can get her timing back. So that way she can get all... Not that she didn't look good at her one-on-one, but the same thing they did with Roman. They're putting Roman in tag team scenarios to knock the dust off. So we could possibly see this power trip, but man, I wouldn't want to. We don't need it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, and uh, I'll definitely be looking out for it. It's just a theory thrown out there, and it could mean absolutely nothing. But with that said, um, one of the things that I do hope that happens in the draft, and we'll talk about the draft more later, is that the Kabuki Warriors are broken up and that we are allowed to see both Kyrie Sane and Asuka return to their former glory, which hopefully they can do on Raw or SmackDown. But listen, there's a lot that we've said. There's a lot of reasons why we believe it's the biggest week in the world of pro wrestling. We want to hear what you guys have to say going into this. Certainly want to reach out to you and we want you to reach out to us via social media. Speaking of social media, here's how you can reach out to us, Courtney. At C Major Build on Instagram or Twitter, Courtney Build on Facebook. I am the champion and I deserve some respect. <laughs> and you can reach me at Bonnerfide on all aforementioned plat platforms. And make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Our Instagram stories are getting ready to do some fun, fun things. So stay connected to what we're doing there as we start chronicling more of why this coming week is the most successful and uh, influential and important week in the world of pro wrestling. And be on the lookout. Remember, next week, Josh Spilly is joining us. And uh, who knows what he's going to have to say on social media after uh, he sent this note for us to share for all the world to hear this week. We'll see what happens. But uh, certainly, all you have to do is stay connected to us. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are The Faction. Thank you.